right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, January 4th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, our first preview episode of the new year, we're previewing a horror weekend. And of course, we had to do it. We had to bring in our chief horror correspondent. He is the host of the great New Flesh podcast. And he's a new father. Baba the father himself is here. (laughs) Brett from the New Flesh. Welcome, Brett. Hello. It is so nice to be back. I hated... uh, You've asked me to do this a few times now. And I hate saying no to the BO boys. It's the only place I want to be. But, you know, got this old ball and chain over here. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to uh, uh, make it work. I appreciate your tenacity. I'm happy to be here talking about... The movie on everyone's lips, Night Swim. Night Swim, of course. So so this was the movie that finally got you to leave your child in another room for an hour <laughs> by, by herself to fend for herself. Night Swim is what it took. Yeah, I said, it's tummy time, darling. Daddy <laughs> needs an hour. Uh, I'm going to put on, I'll put one headphone on. So I okay, can hear so her you can, if yeah. she like nears the stairs or something is that why djs leave that one ear off so they could hear a baby crying in another Mm -hmm. room is that you know that's a great question i thought it was because they were checking to see if there was any snare in their headphone no Mm -hmm. i think it's because they all have babies crawling while they're doing their (laughs) djing gigs that That makes a lot more sense yeah so we're gonna we're gonna talk night to him of course but i think let i mean let's talk about uh, how how did how has these the holiday movie season been for you? Did you taste a bite of Wonka's chocolate? Have you been put in the iron claw? How how was your oh, holiday movie going? I have right. some pieces of Wonka chocolates right here in my pocket. Um, I don't actually, but oh. I just like that little rhyme scheme. It would have been that really fucking cool. It would have yeah. been perfectly Wonkian magic if had I have... done that. Yeah, and it would have blew up on our YouTube channel had you pulled out a Wonka bar <laughs> out of your pocket. But I, I don't uh, think I don't think they're legally allowed to create Wonka bars. That's what I I heard listening to another podcast the other day. I also heard were, that. What podcast was that? I think it was a blank check. I think it, it was, was an, an hour four of a seven hour episode. I think they talked <laughs> about the Wonka yes. licensing. But yeah, I don't think they're allowed apparently to make Wonka chocolates. So. Legally, you could. They have can. Done that. You. They can sell purple pancakes at IHOP. Yes, and I think gummies. I'm pretty sure Clayton. Of course, you and I were on a road trip over the holiday break. We had to go dunk a baby in a in a, in a vat of holy water, mm-hmm. and we stopped at a uh, Wawa. A I think night, it was. Was that night swim related? We did a night swim. Yeah, we took yeah. a baby a for a night swim. Yeah, yeah. Um, you gotta I, capitalize. You got. <laughs> But at a Wawa, I'm pretty sure I saw like Wonka gummies. So that I, I may to have me, been dreaming that. That, that implies marijuana is in them. Yes. Isn't it funny that the, how language evolves that mm-hmm. now when anybody <laughs> says gummies, we think, oh, weed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like I would eat the Wonka weed, weed, whatever. It seems delightful. The movie, you know, people are floating around a bunch. It seems like a good time. But I did see Wonka. I am in the Iron Claws grip. Mm. Uh, that is the patriarchy. 
Uh, I took a little uh, spin with the boys in the boat. Okay. I visited several of the Lost Kingdoms. Wow. uh, With my boy Aquaman and Orm. I've seen it all. The only things I haven't seen, the only movie I'm looking at on the the chart uh, that I haven't seen is Trolls Band Together. Because I have, I figured that I hadn't seen the previous two Trolls films, and I didn't want to be like lost at sea. Yes, uh, at Trolls Band together. So I'm waiting for my daughter to be the right age. I think about uh, 27, 28 mm-hmm. uh, before we sit down and watch the Trolls uh, trilogy. Yeah, that'll be how you guys reconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're waiting until she can like it. Ironically. That is yes. the only way for people and kids to watch kids' movies is ironic. Yeah, I don't know what generation this is, but they're weird. Yeah. Let me tell you. So it it was a, I would say, better than expected box office showing for these movies. Obviously, listen, Ferrari Bomb. Did you ride alongside Enzo this this? Christmas? Oh, yeah. I took a ride along with Enzo Ferrari and his uh, beautiful mistress or wife, uh, Shailene Woodley, and their beautiful Italian son, Piero. Mm. Yeah, I was there. Uh, I got a little hairy at the end there, but uh, well, I made it out okay. It's a movie about Italian, so it's got to be hairy, of course. <laughs> when I say that, I, I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to say that. Italian-American. What are you, like one-eighth Italian or something? No, oh, you're no. full. Oh. It's way worse than that. It's so much worse. <laughs> it's so much worse. I mean, uh, we count over 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, my Brooklyn God. Brooklyn Italians, yeah. We, Congratulations. We, we somehow make it over 100%. Um, yes, Clayton and I saw that film. That movie bombed. Did you take a ride in the with the boys in the boat for your duties as a critic? Of course, New Flesh, Roger and me, you have the yeah, movie podcast. Or no, did you want to see that? It was actually a field trip from the nursing home I stay at. Right. Uh, they took all of us out on a Saturday. Um, I actually was lobbying for us to go on Tuesday when it's $5 Tuesday. Mm-hmm. To, uh, but, you know... They wanted it was out of it was out of my hands. I mean, you're on a fixed income. I'm on a fixed income. Yeah, it goes the 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 nursing home actually runs on Disney dollars, and I'm I'm like fresh out. I I mean, Disney getting into the nursing home business seems like I mean, listen, they got to get out of the superhero business and maybe get into the nursing home business. They're just they're flailing. Yeah, they don't know what they don't know what to do. I think they're like thinking of the future. Like they could for us, like our generation, they're going to put us in nursing homes that have like the Disney vaults there, you know, and they could show us the movies because Disney Plus will be gone by then. It's all vault. I think there are some Pixar adults who would love to spend their final years locked in the Disney vault. I think (laughs) I think they would happily forward their uh their pension check their last will and testament yep, to, to disney corporation yeah. yeah yeah to to live with a some kind of like hologram version of what was it oinky boinky who was the imaginary friend in in inside out <laughs> dingus Bonker. uh, uh was it was it richard kind that guy yeah, uh, he he played him, but the character is what like uh, uh, Uncleberry? B- bingo isn't it like bingo or some shit oh, yeah that's blue oingo it's yeah it's I'll, I'm, I'm getting our my interns on it. I'll find out in just a second. Um. So yeah, the 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 holiday corridor was better than expected for most movies. I, I want to talk about this one before we get into previewing Night Swim. Anyone but you, 
you know, Clayton and I were touching on that on the results episode. That this is seeming hold. to be a big story. That hold. Talk it's, to it, Brett. Talk to this hold. Yeah, I listened. I listened to you boys the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was blown away by. I don't even. Can you even call it a hold if it does better? Like it's. There's like a. There has to be a better word for it than hold. It's Increase. It is. Yeah. It's straight it's a rise. increase. It's a rise. Yeah. It didn't hold. It rose. Yeah. It the... rose a great amount. I mean, obviously, there's like a lot of asterisks, I guess. There's a lot of extenuating, extenuating circumstances. Like it was what? Christmas Day was last Sunday. So that mm-hmm. weekend was all holiday weird. Not horny. Uh, not a horny opening weekend for a movie Exactly. Like yep. You're right. Uh, not a horny movie. They didn't want to see the slapstick Mm-hmm. from uh sweeney they didn't they couldn't handle it not on uh, christmas day not on christmas day but you know i i think it's so fascinating like what is that because what i feel like the narrative around no hard feelings was negative because it, it i think it's all budget relative right it costs so much money yeah and this is like I think a reasonably budgeted movie that was already funded, you know, you know, Sony or whoever put it out had funding from other parties. Mm -hmm. So like, it's already profitable, I think. So I think that's a big part of why it's an interesting box office story on top of it, just doing well. But why is it resonating? Is it resonating more than no hard feelings or is it just the comp is off because of the budgets? I have to look. I mean, I feel like it is obviously the story is always going to play better when something opens lower and then increases and holds, you know, no hard feelings did fine. It got to, I think 50, right? Domestic. Yeah, it got to 50, but it opened at 15 or 16 and didn't have incredible legs. Whereas you have the narrative with this movie of the, I mean, the legs are there, but I, I mean, I do, I'm starting to get the feeling that people just, like this movie better or just have a more there's a it's a more zeitgeisty movie than i think no hard feelings ever became Uh, i don't know how that happened because like it's one of those cases where i wasn't sure if like the internet was going to translate to real life mm -hmm. like it was going to be like a snakes on a plane situation or something but because this was a very like people online film twitter talking about it they thought the trailer was bad and then there was like a second trailer that sony cut basically acknowledging that the first trailer was bad uh did they ever acknowledge in the trailers that it was like a Shakespeare thing? There's a lot of weird things going on with this movie. Uh, but I think it did have, it ended up having interest no matter any of that. Stuff. Have you, have you seen it? Yeah. I okay. thought it was, I thought it was fun. I, I honestly found it like labored and hard to take for a little bit. Like like the first, I don't know, 30 minutes and Sydney Sweeney, who I think is a good actress in other things. I thought she's, like she has a hard time selling a lot of the dialogue mm. in this movie. Um, and so does Glenn. It's not, it's like the script has some bad jokes in it, I guess is part of my problem with it, but their actual chemistry and like the earnest romance stuff in it, that's what works. And it totally won me over by the cliched third act, big moment. It really worked. And I totally walked out of there happy despite at first being like kind of grading up against it. Uh, have you guys seen it? I haven't. I am interested to see it. And you know, that analysis, I think that could be the difference between this movie and no hard feelings is no hard feelings. You were going to go or not going to go based on wanting to see a comedy, but you were never going to go to see that because of a romance. Like 
legally you couldn't have wanted yeah, the two they leads put of you the on movie a list. to end up together. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you would end up on a list and you never want to go to a movie and end up on a list. But Unless it's the AMC A list. Yes. That's a I mean, sneaky great promo in there. We set that up perfectly. <laughs> um, but anyone but you is a movie that dates could go to and want to see the couple get together. And I guess yeah, they're that hot. is something they're hot. It's hot people. Not to say that the people in No Hard Feelings weren't hot, but they're, you know, the premise was too goofy for how earnest that movie also got. And yes. I don't think it sold the earnestness as well as anyone but you does. Anyone but you, when you realize, which is pretty early, that it's doing the Shakespeare thing, because it really underlines it. Like they just have like random Shakespeare quotes like written in the sand, transitioning the scene or something. And I feel like once that settled, like once I realized that, that's what I was watching. Like the labored nature of it all made sense, you know, because mm. it's like this, it's it's doing Shakespeare. It is labored right, <laughs> to like right. do a modern a- adaptation where like the whole thing is people overhearing things. So like the way the movie deals with that, I thought was actually funny and and sweet. But man, I really thought for the first half hour, my comp is uh, not box office wise, just like film wise mm-hmm. is Trouble in Paradise. That really bad George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Caitlin Dever thing. Yes, because Tickets to Paradise. Tickets. Oh, that what it's called? What did I say? Uh, Trouble, Trouble in Paradise. In Paradise. I think yeah, you were t- talking about the production of it when you said Trouble. Yeah, in yikes! Yeah. You, you uh, gave it the to- Entertainment Weekly headline that they wrote. <laughs> yeah, Ticket to Paradise had the problem of these two very charming people on screen together that everyone likes and they're excited to see and they're just like bickering and hate each other and they didn't write jokes for it so it's just them just like being mean to each other and being like yeah uh third wife or whatever like whatever the dumb joke is just like dumb one-liners that aren't funny and that's kind of the same energy that i that i had for the beginning of uh the, when Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell don't like each other mm. and it has like this manic energy of them being mean to one another and her saying he has a little dick or something like all that stuff is really hard to get through for me. Right. Uh, right. But again, and then you watch the movie and it wears you down. Gata's in it. If you watch Dave, you may be familiar with Gata or okay. if, you to, if you listen to rap music, uh, Gata is great comic relief. Uh, I, so yeah, it really was close to being like a two and a half, uh, situation, but I feel like it is a three out of five, like a gentleman's three out of five type, guys. Type of I, I'm looking at the, and, and of course I will say Don't day by day, I Don't day by day, I was told by Hollywood insider, deep popcorn to never say day by day. Like I did on one of our shows a few weeks ago, um, the day by days. Well, day by day implies a night by day to which I. Which we can talk about when we talk about Night Swim. Oh, okay. Perfect. So I could bring back Day Bidet when we're talking about Night Swim <laughs> because bidets could be involved. So You're on the edge, um, buddy. Um, I'm looking at the day-by-days from the last few days, and anyone but you has been finishing fourth, has moved up to fourth. On Monday, January 1st, this movie came in fourth. It made wow. $2.8 million. You're right. The it next... was as low as seven on Christmas. Yeah. And now yeah. it's at four. It is Leapfrog, Boys in the Boat, Leapfrog, Ferrari, uh, Color Purple. It is on the Tuesday, came in fourth. This y- is a yesterday. goddamn phenomenon. Why are it people talking about this? You yeah. guys have to like scream from the rooftops about yeah. this. When we do our final predictions for the, f- for the weekend, 
it's feeling like anyone but you could could end up in the top five. I mean that that is that is just what is happening right now. The day by days for this movie, it is. I'm not gonna listen. I'm gonna say the name. I'm obviously this is not that type of run, but this is what you saw. And again, this is not He's that not run. Say it is he? He's gonna say it, of course. I'm gonna say it, but it's the disclaimer. This is not. But there's something about Mary that <gasps> I'm. I I know. I know people. Please don't. Dr- Someone drove off a road mm-hmm. right now, and and yeah. that is not legally my fault. That Live with that. Fault. He was, talk- he was that. talking about six minute abs, and he was off the road. He's off the road. Seven. I mean, five minute abs. Come on, they could do it. <laughs> but there's something about Mary had that type of run. Obviously, historic run made 170 million. But but the idea of just moving up in the rankings from week to week. In this romantic comedy space, anyone but you is doing it in a way that no hard feelings that we hoped would be a something about Mary we did hope. couldn't do it. Yeah, couldn't do and, it. And 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 let's let's focus on the one part of the the genre here, comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When yeah. have we seen a comedy succeed like this? In the sense of, like you said, going up. I mean, comedy in general has been on a downward trajectory for a long time. I mean. This yeah, you is, can't say any, you can't say anything anymore. Yeah, you, exactly. You can't say you can't, day by day. Um, we say. got a review that Pat can no longer say but or plug yeah. in the same uh, sentence. Next thing anymore. they're gonna take, you know what they're gonna take next? Plow. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to say plow. They're yeah. coming for plow. They're coming yeah. for plow. They're coming yeah. for every word. And, yeah, so and, that's why yeah. we've got to get our Netflix special soon, where we get that all in the title of the special. Because you guys got the, duct, the, the duct tape over your mouth, yeah. duct tape, and over the duct tape in in marker, it's written plow, it's written David Day. Like we have mm-hmm. all the band phrases on the duct tape. Yeah, that's I, that's going to happen. Caution. I have caution tape. I have a roll of caution tape that I I put over my yeah. mouth. Yeah, well, I'm I'm handcuffed. I'm like this. If you see, yeah, the oh yeah, they, they, yeah. Special. They want I'm, I'm hog. I'm hog tied. Mm-hmm. You're hog tied on a, yeah. on a train train tracks. Yeah, yeah. Because we can't say any of these phrases. But I mean, yeah, comedy. Maybe it isn't dead. Maybe all those comedians who say comedy is dead. Maybe they're they're the ones who are wrong. And maybe comedy isn't dead. I have possibly. a crazy question that's off topic. What's well, on okay. this topic? But it's off sure. topic for the rest of it. If Dave Chappelle did a Taylor Swift era's tour movie, would it would it open big? You know. And what is big? Like, 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 I guess it wouldn't open it, eras big. It would open, no. would it do Renaissance numbers? I, I don't yeah. know because the, now would it, it do run tell dat numbers? I was going to say, what, yeah. like, Look what, up, is, run, what tell are those dat. Kevin Hart, uh, you know, because Kevin Hart, I feel like is the most. Oh recent. yeah. He did. He did some of those. He did. He did yeah. A couple of those. And run tell dat did 19 total in 2002. With a uh, uh, seven million dollar opening uh, weekend, and that of course is Martin Lawrence. For people that don't know, people that yeah. don't speak Martin Lawrence, yeah, mm-hmm. who haven't sure seen has. his famous SNL monologue, which is wiped <laughs> wiped from the internet, but we all we all saw it live. So you can get it on the uh, Bo Boys Patreon. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we we put all the banned SNL uh, segments on our Patreon. Uh, so don't in- tell Lauren. D- d- and we 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 write it like run tell that it's yeah, done yeah. done tell Lauren <laughs> yeah uh, so on October fourteenth twenty sixteen Kevin Hart's What Now opened to eleven point seven million on its way to making twenty three million dollars total so that is eight years ago now 
does a Dave Chappelle stand-up special make $16 million opening weekend? I, 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 don't, I don't think, think so, so because it's been diluted, uh, diluted by the fact yes. that he just dropped stuff on Netflix. I mean, we talked yeah. about Pixar and how everything's expected with Pixar to just go on Disney+. Yes. Plus. Even more right. so, these specials are Netflix exclusives, and, and people will just yeah. wait. And you yeah. never know when they're coming. They just come. There's like, just, there's, and there's like, then there's four all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Right, yeah. right, right. People would be upset. His fans would be like, why are there not four specials when I go see the movie? Tangent on off the tangent. Uh, Kevin Hart, when I think Kevin Hart, I think that he was the star of a little movie called Soul Plane. A full, I want to say, five to six years before he hit it big, and mm-hmm. w- w- I'm just keep posing the same question. Yeah. What if Soul Plane came out now with Kevin Hart? It would make more than it made the entire run in its in the first day. That's what would happen. It or, would be or, on. It would be on Amazon or Netflix or any of the other streamers. That's the problem. That, yeah. That, that he has an yeah, affiliation yeah. with. He's got like he's all over the Roku menu. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yeah. yeah, it would that'd yeah. be a Roku Ridge. Now, just to warn, I mean, just because, you know, I, I don't know if you listen to our best of that we did uh, recently. We did go a little bit into uh, our ongoing legal uh, issues with Kevin Hart, you, you know, that that heart whole thing. Heart to heart, so, Peacock. Yeah. yeah, Peacock. So we really can't we don't want to talk too much about him because the lawyers will, you know, talk about can't say anything. So we're not going to get too much into the Kevin Hart uh, situation, but I do think, yes, you know, he has diluted his brand as well. So, so back to the comedy thing is Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, are they becoming bankable comedy, romantic, whatever stars with this run? Because again, I think the narrative of this run is something that's going to give them a lot of juice, even more than if this movie had opened. Bit. You know, it's like the narrative is telling Wasn't, such a great story for them. It's also, I feel like maybe this is just my Twitter bubble, film Twitter bullshit, but mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people were booing this movie for its release date and saying, how dare you put this rom-com out at Christmas? It's I'm trying to gonna, point. It, where's my camera? I'm pointing I, at He's Pat. pointing at me. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, 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 I was saying image. Christmas is not horny. I was saying Christmas is not horny. Maybe not yeah. for you. And like but, you were you were not wrong because of that whole the I mean it's not a hold, it was a rise. It was so, a rise. And yeah. And the, I could the, make a some sort of boner joke, but I didn't think of one. Mm-hmm. So I just we're gonna skip right past it. But the, the audience brain. did. Yeah, the audience got, did. You have baby brain. You can't think of boner jokes right now. You you're trying yeah, to keep no. a baby alive. So um, true. Where is she, by the way? Who knows? She's doing fine. Tummy time. They could do that for hours. So, so <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I totally, the, the weekend of Christmas wasn't horny, but the second those presents were opened, people got horny by the Tuesday after Christmas, people were obviously very horny for anyone, but you. Uh, uh, yes. And I'm pondering your question about Sydney Sweeney, Glenn Powell. Is it a star power thing? And like the answer might be yes. I'm not on Instagram. I understand these very famous people are often on Instagram and that's a big thing because they have 30 million followers, whatever the fuck it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a big part of it. it. Maybe they are stars and I'm underestimating them. But part of me just wants to say people want to see a movie like this, mm-hmm. like a rom-com. And I don't know if, if it were too 
bigger stars, would it be bigger? Probably. I feel like it's it's like a, it's a cool story that it's doing well with these two people who I wouldn't consider a list yet. But like, are they not? Maybe they are. I don't know. What does that even mean anymore? Well, can I posit a theory here? Yes. Yeah. So again, last year was one of the craziest years in box office history. Mm-hmm. And you know things are going to continue to change and evolve, and you know the culture will move. Is there a possibility here that we're moving out of the sexlessness of major films that were released in theaters the past, I don't know how long, 10 years, maybe more than that, where people are now, you know, they're moving away from the sexlessness of Marvel and these sort of things into a hornier sort of Mm. mindset where we are now okay again with going to see a movie for the horny factor and we well, goofed on that yeah. first uh trailer where you know you see a thong you see a thong i'm gonna say it you see a thong you see a thong you see a thong mm-hmm. in a you shower see, and you see it and you see a crotch grab you see a crotch uh, the, grab. the grabbing there- of a male crotch in that first trailer and we all right. Gr- green band green band trailer yeah oh, yeah that was green band green band that see that's green the thing band. it's even green band so now that's appropriate for green band so and you saw this movie, so you can, you know, you can speak to this and how horny it actually is. But mm-hmm. I mean, is there any validity to that? Um, you know, it's like it's got a yeah. There's a couple sexy scenes, but and and like Sydney Sweeney the whole time. God bless her. Like nobody found her a bra that fit. So like mm-hmm. she's looking like Sydney Sweeney the whole time. Yeah. And you're, you know. Not to be the worst, just male idiot, but like she's, I think she's very attractive. She looks great. So, like, there's that part of the sexiness. And then there's like, we, actual... had, we had to rip the caution tape off your mouth so you could say <laughs> that. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We, we, yeah. I'm gonna say it. We got Good a box looking. cutter and we cut the tape off. Did I trigger you, Libs? <laughs> yeah. Good luck yeah. booking a college gig after this rant. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a really like, there's one really hot scene that comes to mind. And then there's, you know, the cuteness of the romance that I found uh, in the end to be charming. But yeah, there's like, I wish it were sexier, I guess. Like okay. there's mm-hmm. a couple sexy parts, but it's a, it's like a, it's a gateway to, to horniness. Yes. For in, yes. in cinema. Which I think and, and is I think what clearly... we need. We need a gateway. I mean, you can't jump right into it. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Yes. Yeah. It can't jump right into like absolute Caligulan horniness. Debbie I, does Dallas. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, you need you need no you need uh, anyone but you before you could see poor things. If you're mm. someone going to see a movie at an AMC in a mall. Well, poor things, I think, is also a great example of horniness coming back. I mean, that's a movie that uh, it's it's not lighting up the box office in the way it's that not. we would have hoped. But I do think ten million dollars worth of people saw that movie. And there is a lot of horniness to that. And and this is not in the theaters, but I was um, and we're not the Strumo boys, huh? But huh? I was browsing Hulu the other night. And I did see that they do have Nymphomaniac parts one and two on that service. And they're presented by Reese's. <laughs> this is true. Now, so if a company like Reese's, huh. who does, of course, the peanut butter cups and the pieces, yep. is presenting mm. Nymphomaniac, that's a movement in culture that can't be denied. Wow. Wow. I mean, there's so there's so much there because... 
first of all, forget the content of Nymphomania. Reese's Pieces just decided we're presenting the on-demand existence of a movie that came out 15 years ago. So that's, and then the fact that they picked a two-part unrated, uh, uh, you know, sex romp is... Uh, Sex romp is such an odd way to describe that, but... Yeah, yeah. um, There is insertion. I I enjoyed those. It was rompish to me, but yes, it's a Lars Van Trier. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen those movies in a decade. Is that about right? Well, grab yourself a couple of peanut butter cups and head (laughs) over to Hulu and enjoy their latest presentation. Yeah, I mean, I I think you nailed it, Clayton, when you mentioned the superhero movies, the Marvel movies, and I rest think more peace. than rest, rest, rest in piss, rest in piss, rest in piss, say, Captain America, rest in piss. He said it, it. it was off. So those <laughs> movies, I think, were the main because people never, in a real way, stopped wanting to have sex, see sex, hear sex, or whatever. But those superhero movies were the dominant the dominant force in movies and they were the most sexless things that have ever existed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with those going away, then yeah, there probably will just by default be more sex because the superheroes never, ever, ever had sex other than it's like the boys, you know, a parody of super, you know, other than when you were making fun of how sexless they were. Well, Deadpool did get pegged. Deadpool did get pegged. Will, well, okay, let's listen. We got to have a Deadpool no segment every episode. No Does Deadpool get pegged no. in in D three from Disney? No, Kevin Feige said no, he got his little fingies on it. No way. Brett, the most sexist man to ever exist, Kevin Feige, nixed the I, pegging. I think he's going to get fucked in the mouth this time. I, it, you know, <laughs> it's right through the caution tape. They're going to have the caution tape on Deadpool's <laughs> mouth and then he gets fucked in the mouth. I'm shocked. I, 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 I found that I found it. that comment distasteful. <laughs> but How else is he going to fit for? all the chimichangas in there? I don't oh, know. That, I mean, listen, after you I haven't at, seen the films. This I'm this sorry. guy has a baby and loses his marbles. You lost your <laughs> gosh dang marbles. After, oh, though, the I'm success sorry. of anyone but you, these holds and <laughs> poor things is going to get all the Oscar noms. And listen, we know these Deadpool movies are made, you know, last minute. Every day they're, yeah, they're the, just at, shooting new stuff. At the airport hangar where they filmed the first one. Right. So they're at the airport hangar for Deadpool and Hugh they're, Jackman is there, you know, putting on a sideburn. pain. Yeah. And they're just waiting. All right. What do we put in the movie today? And then they see the Sydney Sweeney movie is holding great and they're like i guess i guess you know he's getting it in the mouth there you go brett <laughs> was putting the microphone in his mouth much like deadpool put a, a chimichanga dildo i, I so, do hear that that deadpool and wolverine play ookie cookie in this movie wow yeah that's huge so anything else from the christmas corridor aquaman lost kingdom can i can i, can I pause and talk and ask you is the Christmas corridor a real thing? Because I heard, uh, uh, I think a former guest of your show, the Ace, say it, and I wasn't sure if he invented it or if you invented it or if Mendelssohn or uh, someone else did or the ERC guy uh, Bach. 
Uh, Jeff Box. So, uh, of course, when you talk about the ace, you're talking about pass, and he'll be back again. Oh, got to get him Of course, the, the ace has got to be back. Award season. We'll we'll have him back. And I, I don't think I got that from the ace himself. I'm I'm pretty okay. sure Christmas Corridor is just in the in the zeitgeist for, you know, it's probably, I'm sure it was in a variety article in like 1968 and has spread since then, you know, like, like programmer. Google just shows me a lot of festive hallways. The Christmas. Oh, so you're just seeing a lot, a lot of uh, decorations in a lot of decorated corridors. Yeah. No, I I think Christmas corridor, uh, I can't claim creating it, but I don't think I I don't think it can. You could. You should. You should see who gets who, 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 you know, maybe the creator will show himself. Maybe that's the only way to find out. I'll write it on my caution tape for the cover of our Netflix special. (laughs) I'll also put Christmas corridor. So Aquaman. You can't say Christmas anymore. (laughs) You can't say it. No, I can't say. Well, I could say Christmas, but I can't put corridor afterwards. That's where the banning happens. Do you know how uh, demonetized you... this episode is going to be? We're <laughs> going to owe most... YouTube money. Yeah, yeah. You've you've cost a lot of money, Brett, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's uh, worth it. Aquaman is a disaster, but also it seems like no one cares. Warner Brothers doesn't care. It's already sneaking its way to like 275 worldwide. It'll be fine. Like they're yeah. they're not feeling it too bad. It it's I mean, listen, Clay got mad at me. The thing I said on the other episode is just people like this character and this actor more than they do any of the superhero movies we've seen this year, other than, of course, Spidey Batman. But I like to think it's the James Wan putting asses in seats. People love his his visual style and they love that the people are underwater and their hair like floats around when well, they're there. You, I can't you, believe, you... Brett, that you are saying 275. <laughs> oh, it's doing good. The last one was a billion dollar baby. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, okay, Mr. Connoisseur of Context over here. Connoisseur of Context, understander of reality. Oh, my. Listen, Clayton, the superhero movies, I. I'm your guest. (laughs) Oh, you're more than a guest. You're family now. This is what you get. Uh, We we know, Clayton, you want to fully put the dirt on the superhero movies. No, I'm, and they got yeah. their little hands coming up. They're always going to have that hand coming out of the grave. It's always going to be the stinger of a horror movie with these superheroes. They're always going to come out. The dirt is mostly there, Clayton. So you don't you don't have to you don't have yeah, to like and, spit on and, the dirt. And Aquaman two was such a calamity that even if it makes, let's say it makes three fifty, let's say it ends at three fifty, which would be amazing, I think, for it mm-hmm. if it did that uh, worldwide. Keep in yeah. mind, it's only at eighty seven domestic right now mm-hmm. um i just I, I lost my train of thought completely and you guys don't edit so i look like a, a jack yeah it's, it's a rough we're we're doing it live brett you well, mentioned it's hard to defend it's hard to defend yeah. the undefensible yeah. oh yeah my point was it's it's budget is like absurd uh, because of all the reshoots like it was yeah. it already cost a lot and then like the rumor is it costs like 350 400 or something so yeah, like i mean they yeah, spent a hundred million on on just like limos for Batman actors. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned That's James right. Wan, the director yeah. of Aquaman. Yeah. Um, he, of course, is I would say just you know he's done a lot, but he's best known as a horror guy. And is he involved in the movie that we've got to talk about now, Night Swim? Is he? A I mean, on Night Swim. <laughs> 
I believe so, just by virtue of the fact that it's the first product after the Blumhouse Atomic Monster merger has occurred, and both things, both like like you know, little stingers are on are on it. So it is an Atomic Monster movie, which may, means it's a Wan production, and it's a Blumhouse movie. So I believe so. So this movie, it's opening in this January horror slot that I, I and I love that horror now is just gobbling up all these new slots. It used to be you put a horror movie out in October. Now it's there's a midsummer horror movie. There's that first weekend in September horror slot. There's Saw now was created. Open a horror movie a week before October. But you've got now this January slot that I think Megan really capitalized mm-hmm. on a year ago. And now Night Swim is in it. I mean, the, I guess this is a, a, an easy one. Do we feel like Night Swim has any chance of being a Megan level hit? Megan opens mm. to 30, got itself to like 95. Where are we feeling on Night Swim's buzz compared the, to Megan a year ago? The star of Night Swim is a swimming pool. So mm. it doesn't have the value that like Megan was a hit from the first trailer. I feel mm. like. Yep. like people saw that character. They said, I would like to watch that movie. I would like a franchise with Megan. I want Megan to fight Chucky. People were already all over it. People, I, I do think there's awareness around Night Swim. I'm seeing constant ads for it. Mm. Um, but I don't think there's excitement or anything around it. I think people will show up perfunctorily like they do like horror fans do we'll show up we'll do about 13 to 18 million dollars of business uh i think for this one i see people i think the tracking has it at maybe 17 20 which feels high to me but horror often overperforms and i always say don't always don't underestimate it so i it's hard for me to want to be realistic because i'm like what is the selling point of night swim other than it, it's a really a Pat Oswalt deathbed, the bed that eats people situation mm. where it's just the whole premise is th- it's a pool and it's evil. And that's what they're it, selling you. It is. Yeah. The horror movies that have clicked at the highest level, I mean, have always been ones that are based around a marquee character. So in the last year you had five nights at Freddy's because of Freddy face bear. You had Megan, <laughs> you had terrifier two because of Arthur black Blount. phone and the grabber. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So they're basing it around a spot or an object is a little tougher sell, but I mean, people are scared of drowning. And has there your you know your chief horror correspondent? Is there a history of pool based horror? Is this is this breaking new ground? Uh, I I can't personally based horror movie. Yeah, I personally. I mean, no. My joke with this movie is, you know, it's not Infinity Pool. It's Insidious Pool. That's basically what I thought the movie was. Um, But yeah, I can't. Thank you so much. Um, As far as pool horror movies go, what comes to mind is something like Swim Fan, which isn't really pool related. It's more, uh, what was her name? Erica Christensen. Yeah, Uh, but we all think of the scene in the pool. Yeah, we do. Uh, there's lady in the water, which for a minute, I thought that night swim was going to be another stealth M night sequel. I really did. I mean, it still could. Well, have you seen night swim? I have, but I actually, I won't, I won't spoil it if it's okay. If if it's a split situation and it's, uh, Ooh, the nymphs are around the corner. Here's the lady in the water. 
Well, there is that famous scene in Poltergeist that takes place in a swimming pool mm-hmm. hole, right? So that is yes. a very famous scene. You're and right. And I, I do. So here's the thing with this is, of course, horror always wins, as always you wins. know, and we've said this. I think talking about after the holidays, you had all these kids and they were with their families, seeing these family movies, all this different stuff. This is the first movie where they're going to be able to go to the theater like sort of after that Christmas corridor, get with a bunch of buddies, maybe go on a date, you know, and really live it up. So I do think this is like horror is just an excuse for really young, like 100 percent and tweens and even like, you know, like early 20 somethings to to while out in the theater. Exactly. Like when I. The, the famously the last movie I saw at my local mall because the, I decided that I was too old for the rowdiness of like teenagers was Disturbia. Mm-hmm. The crowd was going apeshit during Disturbia, a bunch of teenagers. And yeah, if I were, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever, I would absolutely be at op- uh, Night Swim opening night. I do think it has that demographic in the bag. It will do fine. It will make money. It is, pr- it probably cost. 10 million dollars at most i would be shocked to hear it cost 10 even it like mm-hmm. i saw it it doesn't there's not a, not a lot of big budget sequences i'm shocked that i mean clearly the timing is what it is i don't think it was actually she filmed it after but it's so funny that carrie condon is following up her oscar nomination with night swim mm-hmm. uh the banshees of Sharon's uh carrie condon is in this yeah, it, it, but you know what? This movie will probably open to more than Banshees made domestically in its whole run, right? <laughs> I mean, I, off the top point. of my head, I'm gonna guess money Banshees, talks, money, and she. This is this is the paycheck she gets for getting the Oscar nomination. That's um, right. No, and, and I you know a... you look at you look at her just real quick. Like she looks at someone like a Vera Farmiga, and if you're Carrie mm-hmm. Condon. You just you want to have that, and I don't know if Night Swim is going to become a franchise. Probably not. But like, if you're a Carrie Condon, the dream is to not have to do superhero movies, but to get a Vera Farmiga style, uh, uh, the haunting type horror franchise. So maybe maybe this maybe that's what she was thinking. um, Well, that. that that was my question with the franchise, this being a franchise. Now you've seen this movie, obviously. Do you think it was a misstep to start with the in ground pool? Why not in the first one above ground pool? And Mm. then it gives you somewhere to go. Right. I mean, that's a good point. An upgrade, you know, obviously, you know, it was great when you had a friend who had an above ground pool. That was great. But the in ground pool, that was elite. And that's, I was taking to me. I was feeling the opposite of like, this is a small scale first movie. And then the second one, the night swim could take place in an open water in the lake, in an ocean. Oh, why, why contain it to pools? Right, right. Because it's not called night pool. It's called night swim. So they could swim anywhere. No, that's true. So that's the upgrade. The upgrade is going into natural water. Okay. So evil can get an upgrade. Evil, evil can get an upgrade. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Everything you fear is under the surface in Night Swim. D- does you mention Carrie Condon? Wyatt Russell is also in this movie. Do Nepo baby matter- that we uh, we accept. Society yes. accepts him. Yes, he's he's earned not earning it. We've all agreed. 
Um, <laughs> do we think that either of them matter at all to anyone going to see the movie this weekend? Zero percent. They do not Zero matter percent. at all. This is okay. a horror movie selling. You know, the genre is the selling point. It's a new uh, January made should January, you know, the first weekend in January, they shouldn't even name these fucking movies. They should just say horror movie, uh, uh, 2024. Yes. Yeah. There Un- it is. Untitled Blumhouse movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Untitled Blumhouse sub $10 million movie that will be profitable by, by Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I listen, I'd go see it. We'd all go see it. Um, yeah, of course. And that's a franchise because then next year, Untitled Blumhouse 2, Untitled Blumhouse 3. I mean, it's, it's Possibilities a are franchise. endless, yeah. So, you know, last year, Megan was a giant hit. Obviously, that had all the memes. It had the characters. So we don't think this is going to... I mean, I think that, you know, the thing on this show we'll be talking about a lot this year is it's going to be tougher for the theaters because it's probably going to be a, a, a lower grossing year than last year, though hopefully not. Maybe there's some surprises, but you know, right off the bat, this movie will be profitable for the people who made this movie, but Night Swim is probably not going to be as big of a boon to theater owners as something like Megan was a year ago, open into 30 million. So that that's the problem if you're in the theater business, unfortunately. But I yeah. wish I was, but I'm not. Um, so that's coming out this weekend. Anything else that you're hearing, Brett, in terms of just the hardcore gore hounds about this movie? It doesn't seem like this is exciting the those with a real bloodlust. Yeah, it's pretty tame. It's just, you know, it's very much a inoffensive PG-13 horror movie. My little quick review would be that it just, you know, at some point I was like, well, look, it's an it, it, it was it was taking imagery from a lot of horror movies that you've seen before. And then at some point it starts taking scenes wholesale okay. from other movies that you've seen. And it's like, OK, really? And it's just very clearly based on a three minute short <laughs> that mm-hmm. they had to beef up. It's just like a scare sequence. Like, OK, how do we turn this into a movie? And the way they did that was to give us a very tried and true horror narrative. I'm not going to reveal what the pool like the nature of it is and like what the story is because I feel like it it's a reveal but mm-hmm. it's not the most exciting reveal it's kind of clever you're like oh okay that actually is almost inspired for a movie about a haunted pool but at the same time it like runs out of room to do anything because like how many times can you be scared by like someone swimming in a pool and like a, a ghost appearing or something like it's it's very limiting and, and also, do. also, could you just stay away from the pool? Uh, and you I, could maybe... not go swimming, especially at night. And I think you'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, I think that's more of like a self, uh, like a comment on self control than mm. anything, right? It's like mm-hmm. I know yeah, it's maybe hot, I wasn't... but I like a mm. late night dip. I don't think I was reading into it enough. I got to watch it again. Maybe there's commentary that you're talking about in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing I'm most excited about seeing this movie is seeing the reasoning for why they ever go back after the first time. Because I get what a haunted house, it's like you bought the house, I, you live I in told, the house, hotels I, are expensive. But If I told you the plot, I feel like you wouldn't believe me. Because it's like, he's a baseball player who has MS, okay. so he can't play anymore. So they buy the house with the pool a haunted pool because 
he can do physical therapy in it. Like that's oh. like the that's like the way in. It's good like job. Every, everything. In, I know everything. In the, I, everything job. in the movie will make you say that. You go, yeah. oh wow, good job, good screenwriter. Job. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. that. There's works. a lot that of works. those like backwards way in. Like, okay, how are we gonna do this? All right, it's about water. What does what do people do in water? What could be scary? Uh, oh, we'll do this. It's it does yeah. feel very like they came up with it on you know in a stoned afternoon or something. Good job. So uh, before we get into our weekend predictions, Brett, what, how does the, uh, you know, how, how does early 2024 look to you in terms of the horror movie slate? Is there anything you're excited about? Obviously we, we focus on theatrical, but in general, how is the health of horror opening this year? Is there anything you're super excited about? Well, we just did a wrap up of 2023. You can hear our thoughts on that on the new flesh podcast. Uh, we were pretty much like we, we enjoyed saw X. We were very excited mm-hmm. about that, but like, and we did uh, while we did enjoy saw X and we did enjoy scream six. We weren't like over the moon at the end of the year with the offerings. And we're just like, yeah, none of these really stuck in our craws. Everything that did was like an indie. So I'm looking forward to the next year and I'm looking at what we got. And yeah, there's not a lot going on at the beginning of the year. There's that Lisa Frankenstein movie, which is uh, like that's a, what caught me. Yeah. Yep. Is that does that feel I mean that would be a new flesh worthy cover, right? I mean yes, you, you guys could do that. Yeah. I would say it's horror adjacent, more of a comedy, but it definitely is a horror movie playing with horror tropes. Mm-hmm. There's that Jeff Wadlow directed you know, the guy who works with Lucy Hale only. He does mm. like Truth or Dare and Fantasy Island. It's a um, good spot to be in. Yeah, the Wadlow. He's got a movie called Imaginary about imaginary friends that is going to be like another cheapy Blumhouse. It doesn't look very good. There's yep. a Omen prequel that the trailer just dropped today that's been long on a shelf. There's the first part of a three part The Strangers trilogy directed by Rennie Harlan. That's that's, that's a. That's, That's such a fascinating one. So weird. Like we talked about on the new flesh as if it were a ghost, like it didn't exist. And then a, it, it, it apparently is shot and does exist and is three different movies. It's very confusing, but there are apparently three movies and they're all made by Rennie Harlan. They star with a girl from Riverdale, Madeline Petch. Is she the new Charles Melton? Is she going to get a best supporting nom? We'll have to Who see. Knows? Yeah. Could she uh, be Robert Downey Jr.? Who knows? There's a quiet place prequel, I think, that's like mm-hmm. outside the universe that's directed by the guy who did Pig, which is like vaguely interesting to me. Oh, There's... wow. So that one's not from the imagination of John Krasinski, though. No, it is not. Right. They expressly said no. Uh, there's an M. Night movie starring Josh Hartnett that we don't know right. much about. There's right. the American remake of a great Danish film called Speak No Evil. There's a new alien movie that I'm very excited about. There's Can a new we just Beetle back Juice? up for a yeah. second there. So they're doing an American Speak No Evil. Uh, yes. I've seen this. Clayton, have you, did you end up ever seeing Speak No Evil on yes. Twitter? Yes. I watched okay. it so on your recommendation. Yes. Yes. Um, it was yeah. great. I, it's great. I mean, I would guess. I mean, Brett, do you think that's going to fall in, the, in line with the American remakes of Martyrs? You know, uh, inside. I, hope not. Like, I mean, probably in. like low rent and nowhere near as good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I hope not. But I, I'm hopeful only because 
James McAvoy's in it. I like him. Oh, okay. So this is immediately a bigger a bigger deal than yeah. I those think seem to have been. I want to say Mackenzie Davis is in it too, but it's not written oh. in this thing I'm looking at. Okay, um, I, I think Davis. she's in it. Yeah, I think it sounds good on paper. It just don't you feel like they're gonna pull punches? Like they oh. they can't go as hard as that movie did. No, like if it's they do, be a martyrs. It's gonna be yeah. a martyrs remake. Situation. If they do yeah. go as hard, I'll be happy. And if they don't, I'll probably be upset. But it's yeah. cool it's you know if they go hard and it is a hit i think it's so cool that a movie this that fucked up could break through but like it hasn't yet so i'm not sure if, if it can if teenagers next year make an american remake of speak no evil into a hit it i mean is just another sign that horror cannot be stopped I, I mean if talk to me could make what did it make 50 or something yeah like i speak no yeah. evil can do that and if not more because I feel like it's going to have a bigger marketing situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if they market that thing right, man, and like the word of mouth on it will be like just like I think like talk to me was people walked out going like that movie was so fucked up, mostly because of like a couple parts of it, you know, that yep. are just really fucked up. So speak no evil. I'm hopeful for Alien. There's a new Alien directed by Fetty Alvarez, I believe. Um, I'm huh. interested in that, it, but it's very like the first Disney era alien thing. So we'll have to see what that's like. Apparently it's very much a standalone horror movie though. That's how they're describing it. Uh, so that's exciting. Allegedly smile two is coming out at the end of the year, which we haven't heard anything about. I don't even know if that's shot yet. Uh, Beetlejuice two is shot and in the can and done and exists. And I think that's crazy. Um, and Jenny yeah. Ortega. So I, I mean, I, I obviously Beetlejuice two sounds like it would be a terrible idea, but She's such a big star that I I think that oh, is going to be a hit. It is a hit. Whether the, that the movie is like terrible, I'm not sure yet. But I do. It is, you know, and it it's Burton like, is back. It right? is Bert, Burton's back. Yeah. But I mean, when's the last time Burton made a movie that was uh, good? But but don't all of us go into every one of these thinking yes. this will be the one? And probably yes. now more than in 15 years we're all going to go into beetlejuice 2 thinking this is the one is the i last, already think it's going to be great is sweeney todd the last good one that's like fucking 15 years ago 17 years ago or something oh my god yeah but this will be the one oh no god. i mean jenny or this is the one you're right she, she's keeping herself special she got herself out of that whole scream debacle and yeah, I think that's gonna and it's opening in september yeah so and I feel That's like weird release date. that'll probably move September 6th. I don't yeah, know. That seems, seems odd, weird. But, yeah. Michael Keaton being returning as Beetlejuice. I feel like people would be like, yeah, but he was Batman in the flash and nobody cared. But like, yeah, that was like, that has a whole, that has all the superhero like mm-hmm, yeah. baggage attached to it. People fucking love Beetlejuice and they haven't yes. seen Beetlejuice since 1988. This movie is going to be, perhaps a billion dollar grocer like it's I mean, going to be very big i think it, it, is this is this top gun maverick is beetlejuice 2 top gun maverick you know the it, character that we haven't seen in the 80s the original yeah. star is back and i think with with something like beetlejuice the makeup is such a huge help the fact that even though the actor is aged you got him in so much makeup and shit that who's gonna know you yeah. know, so I don't think the aging actually matters. Oh, yeah, it won't matter like at this. all. Yeah, I just he'll look the same. If the movie's genuinely good, it will be a huge, huge hit. Yes. And if it isn't, it might still be. I mean, Alice in Wonderland is a billion-dollar movie. And that movie yeah. is fucking awful. Yeah. Um, but you got to think it, there's a lot of money on the table for this one just by, like, they're cutting a trailer that has 
Beetlejuice, Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder's in it. Catherine O'Hara's back. Jenna Ortega's in it. Yeah. Who's definitely a box office draw now. And Monica Bellucci and Willem Dafoe are the two ads. Like, terrific. I mean, I think the aesthetic of this, of Beetlejuice in general, is is back Mm -hmm. um, and very hot right now. You've got a... Hot topic. Yes. You've got a huge star in Jenny Ortega. All the things you said, I do think that, you know, um, this is going to be huge. Now, I do have a question, and you may have mentioned it, and I maybe just glossed over it. Um, Is Salem's Lot coming out? No, dude. It's not a gloss over. It got pulled from the release schedule and is allegedly going straight to HBO Max or not HBO straight to Max. Whoa. So yeah, it's not being, it's not going into the Batgirl vault. No, it is. You know what? We don't know yet for sure, but the last article about the situation said that it is the plan now is for it to basically be a streaming movie, which sucks because we already have a TV movie of that. And this was supposed to be the real movie, and now it feels low rent, and like it's not. What is your take on why? I mean, have you heard of anyone who's seen a screening of this? Because no, people have seen this movie, right? It, it, definitely it almost is, came out. It's test screened for sure. I haven't spoken to anyone who's seen it, but I've seen enough bad King adaptations to know that if they're treating it that way, it's probably just not very good. <laughs> like, wow. Pet Cemetery was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I didn't like The Boogeyman. There's probably other even more recent examples. The Black Phone, mm-hmm. which was his son. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm hopeful, but now is Stephen King sort of back on the wane when it comes to IP? I mean, obviously he had, you know, there was big hits with it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I argued this, I think, with Pat, obviously, that I, I never thought Stephen King's catalog was as strong as everybody made it out to be. And it feels like he's now back on the way. Now, obviously the guy's cashing huge checks. There's always going to be some adaptation in the works. He's always churning out new novels and good for him. But I do think that we're seeing maybe a valley here with Stephen King. And then, you know, again, in another 10 years, you're going to get something that's going to bring him back. But this seems to be the valley right now. Well, we've got another Mike Flanagan thing coming. Uh, he's directing The Life of Chuck, which is a recent short story that okay. is like not really traditional horror for King. It's from uh, the what is it? If It Bleeds collection, I think. OK, mm-hmm. uh, so that I'm intrigued by. There's an uh, I think they're doing The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Uh, Lynn Ramsey was supposed to do that. If all these things that were supposed to happen happen, there could be a resurgence. But like, I feel like these things get announced and fall apart more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed right. to have a fairy tale movie directed by Paul Greengrass. I don't know where that is. There's a movie based on elevation that's supposed to be coming out. There's a Christine remake from Brian Fuller, allegedly like okay. there's all these things coming out. Oh, Billy Summers is another big one that um, is another recent book that's getting adapted. So he's that they're definitely, you know, still trying to mine it, but yeah, I don't know. There's definitely like, two kinds to me we're like there's the ones that are like feel prestige and then there's the ones that feel like low rent and there's mm-hmm. been a lot more of the low rent ones and yeah. something like i mean there's still something like christine that's yeah. a movie that if they make it the right way that could be a huge hit because it's such mm-hmm. a gimmick and you know megan factor let the car talk something like that well christine um, will be a a tesla 
Yes. And yes. then, and everything that implies and people will be into that. So uh, a couple other things I'm just seeing, you had mentioned untitled smile. There's also an untitled monkey paw. Is that a possible Jordan Peele movie? Yeah. Now, that, once you start looking past the first six months, anything yeah. could be off, pulled off the table. That but. did get pulled off the table. They that just did. pulled the monk. Both. There were two monkey paws, one directed by Peele and one produced by him. And they both got pulled just for like, I think he said strike reasons. Like there's delayed, but Peel is in the press saying he was on Conan the other day and did the podcast, which is what, when he said, when I say he was on Conan now, I mean the podcast, right? Um, right. He um, basically said that uh, I lost my train of thought again. What was I talking about? Uh, you were talking, he, he was, he was on the Conan O'Brien needs a friend, which is of course what Conan does now mm -hmm. is, uh, he does a podcast, but yeah, it, Peele said Jordan that has. he has, yeah, Peel said he has a new project that he's like finishing up and that if I make it the way I want to, it will be the best movie I've made yet or something like that. All right. So good for him. That makes me excited. He said he's like the strike he didn't, he wasn't writing or whatever. I don't know, but he has something now I think is what so, the, the gist was. Before we do our top fives, just want to throw out one more title that's set to come out in March, and the trailer for it is out. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I mean, these Ghostbusters yeah. movies are kind of horror. And Yeah, this and, one especially looks to be, I feel yeah. like. I mean, they're definitely not comedy anymore. So I think they're the, more horror than the, the original series was by default of just not and putting jokes in them. Ironically, it's very funny, the reverence with which they treat the, the material. <laughs> Has there ever been a more horrific image in a Ghostbusters movie or maybe any movie in 2021, the one that came out, than the Harold Ramis ghost of Ghostbusters oh, yeah. Afterlife? Nope, that was the peak. It was bad. Yeah, that 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 was seek no evil level uh, terrifying. Seeing that, yeah, they should now, remake now, that. Now, guys, would you say that these movies are horror? Or are you? Is that just short for horrible? Because yes, these movies are horrible. This movie looks horrible, and um, I yeah I, I yeah it. I don't you like them. It. Yeah, I don't really. I'm I didn't shocked. like the last one at all. I, I, I guess I'm just shocked at the gimmick here because I think what you have to do is bring it back to New York full stop. And then all of a sudden you're doing this like day after tomorrow situation. It just feels like, what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the question I had with the last one, but Hey, you can't argue with the box office. It of, did uh, well. It definitely yeah. did well. It is interesting that the ghostbusters new movie is, don't you want to see them be very cold? But maybe mm -hmm. that is what people want to see other Ghostbusters. Is Go, they haven't been cold enough it's before. funny that we say that it made money because it's so. If you look at it next to the 2016, they made the exact same amounts and they yes. had like completely different reactions. Yes. Uh, in yes. terms of cultural capital and like how people thought they did. I feel like the conception is that one bombed and the other didn't. And it's just not true. Yeah. Well, oh, you're talking about the the film Answer the Call. Answer the Call. Yeah, was, Ghostbusters colon Answer the Call. Yeah. I think it was stripped of the word Ghostbusters in the title retroactively and 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 it was a live die repeat situation where mm -hmm. it was it Well, was if Jason Reitman had his way, he would do that. Yes. Um so yeah, horror, I mean, and here's the thing with horror movies, there's going to be like five movies that we have no idea are coming out 
that are going to be talk to me level out of nowhere, make $50 million hits like that will happen next year. Yeah. I hope so. So let's look to this weekend and let's do our top five predictions here. Um, Of course, the guest always gets to pick. Would you like to go first, second or third in giving your weekend predictions? I want to go third. I want to do like the price is right. One dollar thing. Oh, here we go. You could win that. uh, You could win that dishwasher. So, Clayton, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, great. So going first. I mean, number one, I think is going to be Wonka. I think this is going to hold. And it made 22.4 last weekend. I think it can make like 18. And Night Swim, I think, is going to come really close. I'm seeing projections as low as like 12, 13. It's going to be on the high end, but I think it makes like 17 and comes in number two. Yeah. Um, Number three, I think, is going to be Migration. Is gonna is gonna yeah. Go that's ahead another man. Interesting. Like, didn't you like you, if you looked at the opening day or weekend, you'd be like, uh oh. But it's yep. been doing great otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's. I mean, the Aquaman thing is it made eighteen million uh, last weekend. It'll probably get down to like nine or ten, maybe. So I think that's fourth. And I think fifth is anyone but you. Anyone but you, I think, is going to get past Color Purple. I mean, God, I'm not going to predict it, but there is a world in which anyone but you holds so well that it actually does come in fourth ahead of Aquaman this weekend. I I think that's on the table, but I'm not going to go there. Clayton, you're going next. Let's see if you go there. What is your top five for the weekend? Okay, so I also believe in the strength of Wonka, and I do think this movie is going to make probably like – 17 17 is what i would say for that okay which is a nice hold definitely Mm -hmm. a nice hold here Mm -hmm. um number two i think night swim i just think the kids are gonna go out for this and that i think is gonna make 15 million dollars anyone but you okay so migration again i do i i do think that's three i do think that's uh three um the four. only kids movie, basically. Yeah, I mean the rap- that boy the and the heron. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquaman, Lost Kingdom. Again, I think that's going to be number four. Okay. Color purple. I, 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 you know, this is such a weird one because it's. I think... did you read about the group screening situation? No, for opening speak day. On it. I was wondering how it opened so big. Wasn't it 18 million or something yes. wild on Christmas yep. day? On Christmas and everyone's like, it blew expectations out of the water. And then quietly the next day I was reading deadline, the same guy, the same, whatever the box office guy there is. Anthony the D is for Disney. D Alessandro. That's right. And the, the, the deadline article the next day had casually mentioned, like we're being told that the high number is due to like, really strong group sales like church groups and shit going to the Mm. movie essentially okay which totally explains the inflation and why it did like the rest of the week not as you know the 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 momentum was all it was like very top heavy i guess you'd say right right so i i feel like after that day my buddy was projecting it would do the musical 120 uh and i don't i don't i don't see that happening anymore i think it's gonna do like it's gonna top out at like I don't know, 75. 
Well, yeah, because it's at forty-four. It made eleven million last weekend. I mean, it. I think yeah, at this point, getting to seventy is it would be goal, amazing. That if it might not be happening. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to be nice, but I just I I th- I found the movie confounding. Like, I mean, I, I know I found the whole the whole enterprise confounding. Like, I know it's based on a musical that exists, and I right, think that's right. a crazy idea. <laughs> and the movie never makes you feel like it isn't a crazy idea. It was like it, this doesn't work at all. This is a bummer. Uh, it, yeah. It definitely doesn't seem like it has the momentum of an no. anyone but you. No, and so. it definitely doesn't have like greatest showman style musical legs, which right. it needs, and I don't think it has. So I Clayton, think, yeah, you, I, where I, do you I, think you have at five? Well, I was gonna say I, I do think we mentioned that this is awards contingent that it could start making Buffa Bobo if it gets a lot of nom nom noms. Right. But at the moment, I will go. Anyone but you, number five. Because, wow, again, like it's resurgent. <laughs> I have plans to see this next week. So, like, you you both have, like, you guys are having a, a say in this one. You guys yeah, are going to so, be a part of the bump. So, people are going to see this movie in a delayed fashion. Yeah. So, that's so my top five. That's your top five. So, so far, uh, Brett. Clayton and I have both. There is a cat. If you are watching the B.O. Boys YouTube channel <laughs> right now, you are seeing a cat in Brett's screen. And he has been there the whole time. Yeah, that's and my that cat. is what you get when you have Brett on. Just scary, spooky stuff in the background like a cat. He's giving it a thumbs up. And this cat is just listening and waiting. That is amazing. So, Brett, neither of us have picked Night Swim to open number one. Is that a mistake? Give us your top five. Can Night Swim actually <sighs> take a bite out of Wonka's chocolate? There's there's absolutely a world in which it does. I want to be the horror guy who's cheering for it, but I'm going to be realistic and stick with Wonka. Mm. I also think it's going to be Wonka with, God, I think one of you said 18 and one of you said 16. Is that right? Um, I, I think... said 18. Clayton said 17. Yeah. 17, so we're both thinking yeah. around that. Yeah. I, I I'm going to go, yeah, I, I think it's going to be right in the, I'm going to go in between you guys. I'm going to split the difference. 17 and a half right. for Wonka. Um, Night Swim is going to be second at 18. Oh, wait, 17 and a half is 17 first, and a half. So. Sorry, seven, uh, 17, not 18. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, migration is going to be third, I guess, mm-hmm. with um made 17 last weekend made 17 i think it's gonna make like 12 Mm -hmm. and then in number four i think you've got aquaman Mm -hmm. uh at like uh 10 Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna have an anyone but you situation at at um i'm gonna say six million dollars yeah so we all predicted the exact same top five i mean the the two things that could surprise us big is variables here yeah yeah night swim could make more than we're expecting and get to like 20 because just kids want to see horror and it doesn't matter what it is that could happen and I do think there is a world in which anyone but you passes Aquaman, where Aquaman, the bottom, totally falls out and and 
and that happens. I think those are the two things that could happen. I think otherwise, that's most likely going to be the top five. Yeah. So very, very excited. I'm excited to see what Night Swim does because it's hard. This movie could make 20 million easy. And uh, and now the cat is doing some things that... that, We got to get some caution tape. I'm trying. On I'm, I'm trying to get you guys blocked on YouTube really bad. Put some caution yeah. tape on those. You guys have a blur areas. filter. We're gonna have to get one. Yeah. Invest. Yeah. Play song too whenever we hit the button. So now, can I ask? You know, I know you got to go because now that you are a father, your time is actually yes. valuable. Yeah. How does that yeah. feel for your time to actually be valuable? Um, we don't horrible. know. It's different. horrible for my screening schedule. No, it's yeah. actually been working out fine somehow. But uh, my wife is very helpful. Uh, right. In letting that happen. Now you saw the beekeeper. Yes. And I, you probably can't say anything about it now. Maybe you can, but we don't want to spoil anything. It's one of mm-hmm. my most anticipate movies of this month. Mm-hmm. It, will we enjoy it? It will. Is this an Expendables Four situation, or it's the thumbs up is there? You will be very happy. I think yeah. I had a goddamn blast with this movie and so did the guy sitting behind me at the screening room we were we were yucking it up it delivers everything you'd want from a movie that's called the beekeeper and stars jason statham so i'm so excited he's got to protect this hive i cannot wait to see him protect it's this year's plane and i liked it more if that makes sense okay of that yeah right it's I, I love how movie year to year schedules there's just these spots because last January we had Megan, we had Plane, and this January we got Night Swim and we got The Beekeeper. Yeah, and it's, it's great. just you know, give, give us what we expect. Yes, now don't um, ruin anything, Brett. But does it go, does it go all the way up to the government? I can't possibly say. Okay, would, but it goes Lionsgate high. would would throw me into the high uh the the beehive if i said well did you know honey is flammable the movie taught me a lot i'll say that yeah amazing so we'll be covering that in a week can't wait to see it can't wait to talk about it i think that's a billion dollar grocer but we'll talk about that next week oh my god so exciting so brett what can the wannabe oh boys wannabe oh girls wannabe oh people people expect from you on the new flesh on roger and me what is going on in brett world oh yeah so my big passion project in addition to the horror podcast i do a siskel and ebert tribute movie review show in which me and another film critic mark dusick of chicago uh we review every movie every friday we try to uh it's crazy uh it's a lot of fun uh we're recording the first one right after this of the year there's like fucking six or seven movies already the first week. And I don't know how that happens. All these festival f- f- fake movies and foreign stuff. Uh, but I wanted to deputize your audience because you guys are riding beautiful iTunes review wave. Come my way. Give Roger and me some five stars. Give uh, New Flesh some five stars. Roger and me could really use it. Roger Ebert and me movie reviews is what it's called on Apple Podcasts. Give us the five stars on Spotify. Uh, write what word would be on your duct tape when you review. Mm. Yes. Uh, what is on your caution tape? Write that caution tape word and then five. You just stars. have to say it. I don't have to. You don't have to explain yourself. But we'll all understand. Yeah, that that that's incredible. And listen, so many of our listeners, they've already written uh, five star reviews for the B.O. Boys. 
you can't do it again. I don't know. It'll just, it just, re, it just makes, it'll just do it again. And the old one will be gone. You don't want, you don't oh, want that. So we don't want that. So instead now your next mission is to go give five star reviews, to the new flesh and to Roger and me movie review podcast. That, that is your mission. Want to be oh boys, want to be oh girls, want to be oh people, people, uh, Something I love, and this is a you know a, the premium experience is I'll be listening to your podcast, Brett. Yes, and you'll review a movie that I've then seen, and I could text you and start having a conversation about what I just heard the podcast hosts have. That's the best way to listen to a podcast. So I, I everybody think. can do that. I'll st- uh, if you give me a five star review, I will uh, get in touch with me. You can have my phone number. I I'm all about. I want to make the parasocial relationship. We're going to break down the wall. We're just going to talk. Yes. Yeah. It's what Roger Ebert would have done if his cell phones existed and he had a podcast. hundred percent. We would have all so been all DMing the, him. So all the people who think they know you, they actually know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, so, fair, it's not like the real world or okay. true life. What was it? Where you think, you know, but you have no idea. You have no idea. I think idea, that was yeah. true life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good riff. Um, so, uh, of course, do that. Five-star reviews, Apple Podcasts. Email us to boboyspodcast at gmail.com. You can email me there, too. They'll forward it to me. I'll, I will, We will absolutely forward it to the new flesh. So that is the inbox now for three podcasts, <laughs> is the boboyspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We're YouTubers, of course, so follow us on YouTube. If you had wa- been watching this on YouTube, you would have seen uh, uh, Brett's cat in the background, which is there he goes again. So you've got to watch us on YouTube. Wanna be senior intern Christopher is making great clips for the YouTube channel. He's also making great clips for our social media, Twitter X, TikTok at the BO Boys Pod. Wanna be a junior intern. Oh, oh Jack. I don't I don't consent to being on TikTok. You don't <laughs> so so Wannabe O Senior Intern Christopher, take note of that. He was laughing when he said it, but we'll never know for sure what he meant. So mm-hmm. that is a, a note in the audio for Wannabe O Senior Intern Christopher. Junior Intern Jack, killing it on the Substack, writing two to three articles a week. Our Substack is back, Jack. So subscribe to that. Link in the show notes. And uh, yeah, anything else, Clayton, any other business we have to take care of before we let Brett take his baby, pick her up from uh, tummy time? I think she's finally made her way halfway across the living room to where I'm at. So it's a good time. That's how you. Oh, you go, Pat. No, I was just going to say, that's how you teach a human being to crawl as you leave them in a room for hours and eventually they'll have to do it. They have to experience adversity or they're not they're not going to succeed. Yep. Um, um, no, I mean, as much as I'd like to keep uh, you from having quality time with your baby, I don't think there's anything left to say. No, nothing. Nothing, Clay. Except for. <gasps> until next time. Will smell you at the Ah, Office. Office. Nailed it.